0: Everybody ready? Uh oh. <laughs> guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. woo hoo Hump day? Let's get rolling. <laughs> This is The Big Show on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: Before we come on the air, <laughs> welcome on in. It is The Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? That's a good it's,
3: story. I don't think I can top that. It is, it is honestly so good to see you. How are you? <laughs> Did that go over the air, by the way, Jake and me arguing over me, one-upping his musical selection? Okay, only the end. Oh, all right. That, that well, happened. It's good uh, to see you, though. It is good to see you. Yeah, I'm how are you doing? glad you had a good time. We were wondering what you were up to at various times. Like yesterday, about this time, we said, what's Jake doing right now? And we weren't sure. And we didn't want to speculate, because... You know, I've known you to be a little rowdy when you go on vacation. Even now that you're domesticated, you still can let it all hang out.
2: It has been known to happen from time to time. However, this was more um, visit friends with kid. Like my my buddy who we went and stayed with has three young kids. And so we, of course, took, uh, took Sadie on down there. And so there was a lot of – it was really more family-oriented vacation. We went to Austin, Texas. It was really just to get – Kind of
3: out of the cold, and so did you like go with the other dads with the kids to the playground and
2: yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> now that now make... that playground may or may not have been located at a distillery, but yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, all right. I just wanted to get to the bottom of it, but uh, you have uh, you have slightly changed your ways in the many years that I've known you. It was a different type of vacation
2: than I used to take, yeah. But it was great. It was fun. What a I'd never been to Austin before. What a great town that is.
3: Yeah, that's everybody's favorite place in Texas.
2: Got a chance to see uh, a couple of really close friends who I haven't seen in a minute. So yeah, it was great. It all was right. terrific.
3: But uh I Did heard you things... go over to the University of Texas uh hang out over there at all. No, not
2: really. We were more I honestly, we were more in suburbia cuz that's where my friend lives. But we went downtown for uh, a couple of little excursions and yeah it was good. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Welcome back. I appreciate it. Uh, We are live today at a homey home, so it's a good way to come back, Gordon. Coming home. We uh, we love our our remotes at different homey homes because we get to see kind of what's out there in the home world, which is very interesting. And, of course, uh, we get to see a lot of our listeners in different parts of the valley. And today we're out here in South Jordan, 11067 South Gresham Drive. We're out in daybreak. So come uh, come out and see us. You know, whenever we're out here, Gordon, it always uh, it always reminds me of Madland. Remember that wonderful slash terrible promotion that we did out here years ago?
3: It was wonderful in many ways and downright destructive in others. Just terrible. It's, is that so house near
2: here? Uh, yeah. Well, it was a daybreak home, so I'm yeah.
3: We should drive by there on just our way to check home it out. just for old time's sake. You know, mm, my that, sister lives out. I have a sister who lives out here somewhere. Uh, every time I come here, I come a little different way, and so I get a little disoriented. But the place is fairly well organized if you. If you, you know, travel the same path.
2: You don't know well, where we, your sister lives? I know. I thought the same thing, Austin. I, he I did said it he... like
3: that, and it's, I mean. I, I Got a sister who lives me. out here somewhere. Right? Somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I just drive around and say,
0: hey, Carol. Carol.
3: <laughs> That's she's... not her name, and okay. uh, and I really love my sister. but uh, The one you hit I in the head not. with a croquet ball? No, no. Oh, the, the other one. one. The one you like. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I have four sisters. So anyway, uh she's out here somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if I can find it or not. But uh you guys are very close. I am close. I'm very close. Very close. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Uh so come see us at this particular home. But of course Homie is saving people thousands. In fact if you're a, a seller, Homie saves an average of ten thousand dollars, which of course you could turn around and put to good use in all sorts of different ways. If
3: you went up to anyone and said here Here's ten grand. What do you think the reaction would be? Well, you would probably say
2: Well, yeah, I mean I needed to heat my home with something for the next <laughs> oh,
3: couple of months. Everybody I know would say, Wow! Thank you. So why wouldn't you take the extra ten grand? It's, it's expensive to rich. Cases, in some cases you're gonna save more than
2: that. Uh, in two thousand nineteen alone, Gordon Homey helped thousands of buyers and sellers save over one. Billion dollars of real estate transactions. How about that? Did you say uh, a billion? That's a a lot of zeros. A billion, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a a number even you can appreciate. Indeed. Uh, So come see us. uh, Check us out at this house. We do have um, tons of jazz gear to give away. 11067 South Gresham Drive right here in South Jordan. Plug it into the Google machine and come see us. Grab some jazz gear. And check out the house, Gordon. It's beautiful.
3: It's very nice. Nice corner lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah, it's brand spanking new, isn't it? feels new. Is it new? I think it's new. Way to,
2: way to ask questions you don't know the answers <laughs> to there, Gordon.
3: Why Why would you ask a question if you knew the answer? You could just make a statement. <laughs> Do you know some people who speak in declarative statements? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's it's kind of aggravating, isn't it? Kind of know-it-all-ish, isn't it? A little it? bit. Yeah. 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 People like that, I don't
2: like uh. I know a couple, at least one. Uh, but come see us. And, of course, check out what uh, Homie can do for you at com. I could live here. Oh, yes, yeah, thanks. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful house. Check it out. You know, simply come by and see us. Gordon, we have a lot to do today. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of basketball. I have some thoughts to give on the All-Star game, but we won't get uh, uh, too bogged down on that. I know uh, a lot of people have gotten their thoughts out there, but it certainly was fun to watch. I yeah. thought.
3: And I want to hear what you thought.
2: Uh, we'll also talk about what we expect kind of for the second half of the year with the Utah Jazz, if you've uh, adjusted any expectations or what's most important, that sort of thing.
3: Well, it's Wednesday, so what are we doing, Jake? I guess everybody is staging for the start of the race down the final 28 games of the regular season. So uh, what state of mind are the Jazz in? Obviously, with that four game win streak straight into the break, they are feeling pretty good about themselves. And now they'll be well rested because many of them were down in Cabo hanging out, having fun down there. And now they'll come back here maybe with, uh, with new, a renewal. Is that where uh, energy? Is that where they all went? Have Some you of been them following the Instagram or something. No, like I have a friend down there who stayed at a, a place where uh, they ran into. Uh, you, so don't the <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. I didn't know whether
3: I should say the name of the resort on the air, so I didn't. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they ran into them and uh, took pictures with them and whatnot. Oh yeah. I know
2: Joe Engel stayed here. I did see that, but I didn't. I didn't follow a whole lot where the jazz players were going. I'm sure it was. Uh, I'm sure it was lovely, and they'll get back and they'll practice tomorrow and be ready to go for a San Antonio showdown at home on Friday.
3: Yeah, it may or may not have been in the same general area where Steph Curry was hanging out. So anyway, why'd you say it like that? Because he sent out. I saw a couple pictures from his. Oh, do vacation. tell. Yeah, yeah, Steph did. Someone showed me that. What was? Oh, someone showed it to you. Yes. Who, who? Who was that? So I don't know. Who? Somebody. Who showed? Who? Who would show you that? Uh, I, I can't remember who showed it to me, but it was Steph with his beautiful wife, and they were looking like they were having a good time. How so? Uh, <laughs> did you see the same picture I'm talking uh, about? I did not. No, you didn't really. No. Uh-uh. Oh, well, you're sure acting like you know. They. How would you describe that, Johnny? <laughs> it wasn't dirty, Gordon. <laughs> it wasn't dirty. What a, what a, dirty? What, it wasn't dirty. It, it well, it was, it was intimate. It was it? Now? Yeah, but it wasn't. You know,
2: and and someone showed this to you.
3: <laughs> I think. That, but you don't remember. Well, who. My, my, I think it was my wife. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I certainly believe you. <laughs> what? What are you? But come on now. Anyway. So we're ready for the second, the last stretch run of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, good going, buddy. <laughs> oh, uh,
2: man, I missed you, Gordo. Yeah. It's, good, it's good to see you. Yeah, so what do you think is going to happen with the Jazz down the stretch? You want to dive into it? We can get yeah, to let, it. Yeah, let's get into it. All let's
3: right. get, you know, stop number one. But, you know, because there's a lot of conjecture about, you know, Vegas is saying the Jazz is going to get their favorite in a certain number of games. Yeah, let's talk about it.
0: Hit it, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two two opinions. You talk. give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Senior
2: NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix.
0: I think everybody in the West has a shot. Everybody's in the mix, and specifically talking about the jazz, I think continues to be their thing is to keep getting Mike Conley comfortable. It sounds like it's just lip service sometimes, and I say this on this show a lot, but chemistry is the most important thing. The more games Mike Conley spends playing alongside, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles, that whole group, the better they're going to be. And I would put the Jazz among the true threats at this point in the conference. I still think the Lakers and Clippers have to be considered co-favorites, but of that next tier, I think Utah's
1: right there at the top.
2: All right, that, of course, Chris Mannix, your split
3: story of the day, what to expect going forward for the Utah Jazz. You know, when Chris says that, Jake, he, he's not hes not much of a bs you know. And when you have people like Chris Mannix just thinking that the Jazz are – you know, maybe not a favorite, like you said, but right there near or at the top, I mean, that's that's high praise. I mean, a lot of people still uh, think the Jazz have a chance to, uh, to contend for that Western Conference uh, title. I think so as well. But
2: it's it's by no means a slam dunk. And I know, the, I know you hear the PKs of the world say, play anybody, anytime, anywhere. But I don't think it's that simple. And I think the ultimate goal for the Utah Jazz, and this is kind of the way I want to take the, the discussion, Gordon, because it's easy to pluck numbers out of the air and mm-hmm. say, do they get to 55 or do they get mm-hmm. to 56? But truth is, I don't care that much about home court advantage. I care more about matchups in the playoffs. And here's what's almost... clear, even at this point in the season. The Jazz have got to get out of the four. They've got to play their way into the three, at very least, or ideally into the two slot, but they got to get out of the four slot. They can't face Houston, which is the Air Force of the NBA, completely unique team to to play against because they play so wonky and they're going to be short and all these sorts of things. And to go from that battle right into the Lakers would be a disaster. They need, they need a first round series they can get through, and you'd much rather see them against you know what the the Clippers or or Denver or somebody like that in the second round as opposed uh, to the Lakers in the second round
3: after playing a Houston series. You think that uh, that playing the, the the Lakers would be that much more difficult for the Jazz than the Clippers? It's more the
2: it's more. I want to say it's more the reward for beating the Rockets, which is going to just be a a horribly difficult series, would to be get the Lakers as opposed to play Oklahoma City, a team you can put away and then move on to the Clippers. Not necessarily – more thinking about the first-round matchup than the second. Does that make any sense? I understand
3: what you're saying. I just wonder – You know, be careful what you wish for if you're wishing for the Clippers in the second round because I think that's a team... I get what you're saying as far as matchups and style of play and and just the physicality of the team and whatnot. But the Clippers, I think once they hit their stride, they're going to be very difficult.
2: Very difficult. I completely agree. However, I think the Lakers being four games up, I think they're going to take it. And it's more the point that your reward for beating the Rockets is LeBron. You know? And Anthony Davis. Good luck with that. But I agree with you about the Clippers. I mean, with with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both taking turns guarding Donovan Mitchell,
3: I mean, it'd be rough. That's one way of looking at it, Jake. But I, I, I used to, my daughters used to have a tennis coach who would talk about the seedings in a tournament. You can relate to this. Okay. And he would say, never worry about playing the number one seed or the number two seed. You know, because... It gives you an opportunity to do something that you might not otherwise get a chance to do. And if the Jazz were to go into a series with the Lakers and knock them off in the second round, think about what that might do for them. Setting That's a big if, I know, I'm playing LeBron, and you already said it, Anthony Davis, that's two of the five best players in the league. But I, I say, what the heck? Go for it, man. I, it's not my responsibility it, it, i I wouldn't be the one facing that battle, but I think that the jazz would would relish it, man. I don't think they they're too worried about that.
2: yeah, but an upset in the semis is different than an upset in the first round. You know what I mean? I mean, making it to the Western Conference Finals would be a big deal to this franchise. Yeah. And maybe that sounds Pollyannish, but it would. I and just they're don't not know
3: the... that the Clippers are going to be that much easier than the Lakers. I don't think so either. I agree with that point. But you're serious absolutely... about coming off the small ball situation right. and then facing one of the biggest teams in the league. And a team, let's
2: face it, that's had the Jazz number. And that coach has had the Jazz number. Well, that'd, that'd be a brutal first round match. Yeah, matchup. but if
3: you're talking about a, a team that has had the Jazz's number, then you better back up to Houston again in that first round. That's what I'm saying. the, yeah. the, the Rockets. Oh, I thought you were it, talking no, about No, the no,
2: I, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Going up against the Rockets in a first round series, particularly the Rockets.
3: Okay, so th- this is like last year. It came down to the final game of the regular season to set the matchups in the West. I don't know how it's all going to play out. That's the weird thing about it. That's why I'm saying they need to get to two or three. You think they can get to
2: two? Um, sure. I mean, yeah,
3: I do. Mm. Well, now, they're, not, now, they're not that far off. And the Nuggets, you know, I mean, yeah, I know they beat the Jazz twice this year, but I'm not. I'm still not convinced about the Nuggets. The- I, yeah, I, 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 I think the the Jazz would probably rather have a situation where, and not that they would match up in the first round or anything, but I, I think even though they've lost twice to that team, I think that's a team they, they could handle in the postseason if they were to have I that. agree. I, I thought that last year. I, I think that this year. And So, so it, who are we looking at at the back end? If the Jazz are second or third, then who are they likely to play in that first round?
2: They're probably looking at um, Portland, Oklahoma City, Memphis, San Antonio maybe, maybe the Pelicans. Okay. somebody like, Probably not the Pelicans because they'd have to cover a lot of ground to get up that far, so that's probably not likely. Maybe somebody like Dallas. But I think I like that matchup a lot better than, than a matchup against the Rockets, and that has less to do with the Rockets being all that good and more to do with just the particular history with the Jazz. It's tough. Yeah, I suppose, I Although was. I do, I did love, and I know Russell Westbrook had a big game, but I did love that adjustment of putting Rudy on Russell Westbrook. I think over a series that could be really, really interesting to see that go. But my point is, I I'd much rather see the matchup against those other teams.
3: Well, because nobody knows how it's all going to play out. It's up to the Jazz to win as many games as they can down the stretch, and I don't know whether there will be rest patterns for the postseason or whether Quinn Snyder's going to stomp on that accelerator and just go full bore straight through to the playoffs. I I don't know which way he's going to go, but I I would prefer if it were me piloting the ship, I would want to win as many games as possible just to and let all the chips fall where they may. Chances are they're going to fall more favorably for you if you do that rather than try to maneuver for uh, what some people might think is a better matchup in the first round or the second round for that matter. All right. Cody
2: Taylor is going to join the show at the top of the four o'clock hour. He's from Basketball Insiders. We're hoping to talk to David Locke as well, but we're hanging out now at a homie home. One one oh six seven South Gresham drive right here in South Jordan. We have jazz gear for you. Come check out this beautiful house. And look at this, Gordon. We haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> oh, he is here. He hey, is Holmes. back on the big show. He's our friend, Johnny. What's see, up, Johnny? Hey, hey guys. It's good it's good to, to see you. See this yeah. is what
3: happens. You know, people get so successful and, and they become big shots, you know, and then they're hard to track down, <laughs> you know. And so, Johnny, he's been on a roll lately.
1: He is. Hey, hey this, might, this might actually make it sound like I am a big shot, but I was in Hawaii a couple weeks ago. And I ran into Darren Williams, and I think we need to recruit him back to the Jazz. He was looking in shape. I think he—he he was looking good. Yeah, he was looking good. So he could yeah. come
3: give some backup, backup Possibly. point guard minutes. Possibly. Did you did
1: you uh, give him that advice? No, yeah, I, I, I let him eat his breakfast. There, were, you know, I was fanboying <laughs> and I was super excited, but I didn't, I didn't say anything.
2: It, it's funny how he's. Kind of mended the relationship with the with the community here, and I I believe he still lives up in Park City, right? right? Yeah, Yeah, up there, and his family always liked it here. So you know, don't we all, right? Yeah, yeah. That's
1: why things are good in Homeland. Yeah, things things are. People want to live here. That's right. Yeah. No, Utah is just a wonderful place. I love it here.
2: It's great. And and you know what? This We don't get to see you as much, unfortunately, Johnny, because uh, you're busy at the, the home base. But it has been fun to come to all these different homie homes and see just uh, the beautiful stuff that's going on in the community, man. And you guys are all over it. Well, I think, yeah. Gordon, we've been from, what, Ogden uh, all the way down. We've been in Utah County. I mean, we've been everywhere these past couple of and months. And
3: every time I talk to anybody who's selling a house and I bring up homie and they, they're all ears, man. Yeah. The Folks must be coming to you and seeking out your business
1: now because word is out. Yeah, word's out. And what's crazy is we actually did a study here a few months ago just to look at the data to see, are we performing with all the, the realtors in, in the area? And we're actually selling homes on average eight days faster and selling for 1.2% more money, about about $4,000 more. So, you know, you, you hire, a, you know, a competitor You'll sell slower, you'll sell for less money, and you'll pay about 10 times the amount of money. So it's just the data makes it a complete no-brainer, and that's, that's data for the last three years.
2: Wow. Well, we talked about how in, in 2019 alone, I mean, saving folks $1 billion, a total $1 billion, that's that's amazing. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. yeah. Total transaction volume is $1 billion. The savings is about $55 million total. Wow. That's amazing. So hey, Johnny, the, yeah. fa-
3: the fact that you guys now are kind of a one-stop shop, I mean, how has that affected your business?
1: Yeah. Since, since I last saw you guys, I think we added home insurance. So just for me personally, I switched and I was paying about $1,200 a year in my home insurance. I'm now paying $600 a year. So we're just able to kind of cut out the fat all along the way. So having mortgage, having title, insurance, and, and there's more to come, um, it just makes it such a, a simple one-stop shop for the consumer, and the savings just adds up with every new division that we add.
2: There's any room over there at the office or you guys? You, no
1: room. That's, that's why we're doing these shows here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
3: it. They don't want us there anymore, <laughs> yeah. Jake. No, we're, well, we're,
1: we're looking to move. So
2: No, it's great. It's, yeah. it's under one umbrella. The savings can go all the way uh, across. And, you know, we said this a lot, that you don't sacrifice any of the, the personal attention or the customer service, and you've got help all
1: along the way. Yeah, I just met with our a couple of our managers over our selling team. They were showing me all of the – client reviews and the scores and we're right up there we're right up next to Nordstrom so our guys do their best to take care of our clients to hold their hands and make it a great experience amazing all right check them out at homie.com or simply come by and see us i mean
2: uh find out what they're all about 11067 south gresham drive we have the jazz gear look at this gordo we've got some uh utah basketball tickets that we can hook you up with for the game
3: against usc and our home game it's a home game so the Utes actually have a chance to win Look at that. Look at you taking shots. You know, we're giving away <laughs> tickets, and Gordon's taking shots.
2: Well, it's, no it's, it's here. It is here. Way yeah. to sell it,
3: Gordon. Well, <laughs> well, way to go. I mean, we're on the road. Don't go.
2: All right, so come <laughs> by and see us. One one zero six seven south Gresham Drive. That is Johnny from Homey. More straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow-mo Joe.
0: The Joe Engel Show with DJ and PK. PK
3: now that you're at the all-star break it's a natural break in the season can you evaluate where the team's at and what your thoughts are on it?
0: I think we've been good coming into the season we knew we were a good team with the guys we had I think with the new guys like I've always spoken about it was going to take some time and I think we've had that we've had some really good games we've had some really bad games since I've been here And I don't know exactly what our records have been every all-star but they haven't been great and we're in a really good spot we know we've got work to do we know we want to get our whole team out there together as much as possible and play as much together as we can and get ourselves rolling until when the plows come out. Oh, uh, yeah! Catch Jazz Man Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I've traveled
2: every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man.
0: Across the desert, spare man. Share,
3: man. I've been everywhere i Reno, Chicago, Fargo Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto Winslow, Sarasota, to Big Show,
2: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 And 1280 The Zone Band of the Day Today brought to you by Live Nation Concerts Buy concert tickets and get the latest Tour news and artist inside At LiveNation.com Went record shopping while I was on my vacation I bought a good Johnny Cash record, a live record Terrific, listened to it last night In the mood for a little Johnny Cash all right. Well, I like Johnny Cash. Who doesn't like Johnny Cash? Everybody likes it. Most everybody yeah. does, I think, you know. Maybe not
3: everybody.
2: Well, usually you find a way to,
3: you know. No, I'm not going to complain today. I didn't like Johnny Cash when I was younger. No? But, uh, nah. Uh, but uh, as I matured, I uh, could appreciate that sound. As you diversified your palate? Yes. Musically? Isn't that funny how you do that uh-huh. sometimes? Is there a band that you are an artist that you didn't like at one point that you really like now? Uh, Air or... Supply, obviously. <laughs> As Johnny sits next to I'm us, so. b- big fan. You didn't like Air Supply before?
2: I don't know if I was really familiar with their full catalog before. Even Johnny didn't. (laughs) All
3: right. We we are live live today.
1: Join me Sunday morning at 930 right here on Channel 6 when we'll have all of your favorite music on the organ. That's
3: Larry Ferrari. Larry Ferrari.
2: We're live at a homey home, uh, 11067 South Gresham Drive. We're out here in daybreak. Uh, Come see us. We have jazz gear for you. We have Utah uh, basketball tickets against USC on Sunday, February 23rd. So come by and pick those up. And, of course, uh, check out this beautiful home. And if you're buying or selling a home, make sure to check out homie.com uh real quick gordon just to kind of get my thoughts about it what what did it, uh kind of the general consensus about the all-star game people pretty fired up about rudy well first of all people liked the uh the new
3: format i you know what i went in expecting to hate it and i did not no it uh, intensified things in the fourth quarter and Rudy had played so well, Jake, that uh, a number of Jazz fans were upset that he didn't see the court in the fourth quarter at all, especially since Team Giannis had a lead. So if he had a lead, then you would want to protect that lead, right? Can you think of a better way to protect that lead than to have Rudy Gobert on the floor?
2: One of the downsides about all-star games is there's some politics in there. <laughs> you think so? That's kind of what I thought. Isn't, I saw, that,
3: isn't that what you thought, well, too? I noticed that Nick Nurse had all Eastern Conference players yeah. on court in the fourth quarter. Of course, the, the team LeBron also had all Western Conference players. But uh, that's just that's the way it worked out. I wonder if that is the way that the coaches would have picked it to be. Uh, had their lives depended on the result. Well, yeah, I don't think the
2: coaches care. I think that's the yeah. point. There's more There's more at stake there, politically well, you speaking.
3: Well, you were watching Team Giannis lose its lead. And they and had Kyle Lowry out there trying to draw offensive fouls and whatnot and others. And I, I don't know. I just would have done that. I would have coached it a different way. Of course. But, but whatever. I mean, but it, it was also, fun to watch.
2: It did have more of a bite to it competitively. Yes than it has certainly in the last you know and
3: 15 were, years yes and they were playing for the charities and the charities were there uh, cheering them on so the whole atmosphere was pretty pretty cool and
2: Rudy hustled. Uh, I, I was listening to Kurt Heelan on with Hanson Scottie earlier today and I, I thought he really summed it up well you know Rudy played hard because he's Rudy and we probably shouldn't have expected less and it, you know there was not the most intense defensive effort throughout that game. It certainly got better in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but, the
3: beginning but, of the game was horrible it from was. that standpoint. Nobody was doing anything in that regard.
2: But Rudy went out there, he played hard, sucked up a bunch of rebounds, 21 points, rolled to the rim hard, the stuff we
3: you know, become use, uh, have become used to Rudy seeing. Showed good hands right. on those alley-oops, uh, collecting I think... the ball and putting it uh, putting it down hard. And uh, you, you know what?
2: I think Rudy really wanted some attention out of this. And I don't mean that negatively more that we've just gotten to know Rudy a little bit. And Rudy, say this a lot, Rudy loves him
3: some Rudy. Yeah, and, but and that, only you know. I think that's a well. I mean, I guess you and, and apply no, that a lot of ways. But for a competitor, that's usually no, a good thing. It's a good thing, and he got
2: a reward there. I mean, he had a sit down with Sham Sharania. I mean, he got a <laughs> he got all sorts of attention back there, and I think that's nothing but good. And if Rudy's going to be a, a part of the Jazz long term future, which I I believe is the plan, mm-hmm. right? I think it's good that he gets some love on a national stage.
3: And yet, when he was asked after the All-Star Game, and I included this in in my column that's uh, in the Tribune today, his answer was perfect to the question, I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially, did you try to prove something, or did you prove something out there today? And he said, you prove something by winning championships. That is the perfect answer. It is from Rudy Gobert. Now we'll see how capable he and Donovan Mitchell and the rest of the crew are capable of doing that. He knows that's true. And that's why he said
2: it. Sure. But let's not pretend like he wasn't enjoying (laughs) those spotlights square on him when he was saying it. Let's not let's not. Ah,
3: Rudy doesn't care about awards. He cares about winning. I know. I know.
2: But the guy who, you know searches his name out on Twitter every fifteen <laughs> seconds. Not not hating the positive reinforcement. Which by the way is not a bad thing. Good for him. Rudy deserves it. Talk about a guy who's who's worked so hard. Go through Rudy's whole story. It's great. And and he references in the in the interview with Shams. He he referenced how he was told he was not good enough forever. And and you know what, like in the case of Michael Jordan, even if that's kind of not true. Didn't he get cut from varsity as like a freshman, where yeah, they told him to play it, JV was it, or whatever? It was
1: a tenth grader, and it, and it grew
2: like into it. this legend yeah. of you know this high school coach. Well, all uh, anybody could of think of is what a
3: moron for a coach, Yeah,
2: right, right, right. But uh, the point is, is that Jordan spins that into this great motivation, which catapults him into the stratosphere. Right. I mean, uh, Rudy's life is full of those those stories and how he was going to go out and and work as hard as he had to do to achieve
3: what he thought he was capable. You know, but what that's, makes me that's the type of person who should enjoy right. the
2: recognition. You know what I, I mean? I hear you.
3: And that's why I have no problem with it. And anybody who played the game the way Jordan did and the way Rudy does, as far as an attitude goes, uh, that looks like somebody who has something to prove to somebody. It's not a coincidence
2: that Jordan called out Brian Russell in his <laughs> Hall of Fame speech. You know, that's how he's well, wired. That,
3: his uh, Hall Every of Fame teammate- speech may have been over the top a little bit, but uh, I love the way he played. And it was unfair that you had someone who had that kind of mindset, the strongest mindset possible, uh, with the best physical ability. That combination no doubt, is unbelievable. And Rudy is demonstrating. I'm not saying he's Jordan, but he certainly Plays with a bit of a chip on his shoulder like he is trying to prove to the world uh, how good he is and how much better he is than he was. And that's that's a healthy thing. I think so, too.
2: I mean, there's a reason that every teammate that played with Michael Jordan hated his guts. But what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, did they really hate oh, him. I don't know. But you hear all those stories. But it's because he demanded a lot out of everybody. Yeah. and And so what are you going to do? Point at Michael Jordan and say, but you don't. What oh, don't I do I do? Yeah, right. <laughs> I do everything. I do it all. Yeah, and I do it to the nth degree. You know, I, I mean, the everybody looks at uh, Kobe Bryant, the Mamba Way, all this stuff. I mean, the basketball world is full of these legend, uh, legendary stories of Kobe asking so and so to work out with him in the off season, and uh, they're going to get at the facility at 6 a.m. and Kobe's been there for two hours, and then continues to work out well past when they leave. I mean, it's just. That extra thing that makes some people uh, as great as they possibly could be.
3: What can we conclude from that? That well-adjusted people probably don't do all that well in competitive professional sports.
2: Uh, well-adjusted people, yes. People because, with a balance in life. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's. I think there's a sickness to it. Sure. And there's probably a reason why they're tough people to have relationships with sometimes. And I, I, I'm trying to speak broadly, not really of anybody specifically, because I don't really know. But those types of personalities are are hard to get along with. However, sometimes.
3: you take someone like Tom Brady, I don't know whether he's hard to get along with, but he's a, he seems to be a family man and the family seems to be important to him. And yet when he won... That latest Super Bowl, you saw that it seemed to mean as much for him right in that moment as any of them had, and that's interesting to me because it seems like some people, once they have had a decent fill, then they don't have that drive anymore, or at least it diminishes in small fractions. Well, it didn't diminish with Jordan. It didn't diminish with Tom Brady, uh, and those are supreme examples, I know, but. Yeah, I I think that Rudy, guys like Rudy and I think Donovan, these guys know that they have not proved anything really sub- substantive yet. They have to get better. And that's a healthy thing for the franchise for the Utah Jazz and for Jazz fans because they're right. They really haven't done anything yet as far as conquering the 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 basketball world. I agree. And you know what there is like where where you come from
2: Gordon they say there's more than one way to skin a mongoose you know there's <laughs> I,
3: I don't still know. don't know why Are there mongoose where why, you grow? Why, who and who who uses different methodology to skin a cat I, I don't Huck Finn well, how do he do it? Isn't it in that time? Ta- some people go t- tail first and some people go head first.
2: But- Point being, I'd like you, you bring up something interesting in Tom Brady because he seems to be very popular amongst his teammates. But isn't he a different type of sick to be great? <laughs> like he he is so unbelievably detail oriented and makes him great. Like right down to the exact substances that he's putting in his body. Like if you've watched the what is it, TB12 stuff uh-huh. that that, yeah. that he does, he is so unbelievably meticulous over every little detail and he plays that way of course right where you know all those timing routes he knows where everybody's going to be i mean he's just he's he's extraordinary and great for a different type of reason but still kind of that that sickness where you you're it requires all this energy you know what i mean yeah i but but I, you talked to Kyle Van about playing with Tom Brady and he loves it So he's the greatest yeah. guy out there
3: so so i i the, the study of that Human condition really strikes me because I think, okay because a lot of these guys, some like Jordan and others have remarkable physical capabilities, but some are just strong in the head and they just know they are not. They are relentless. That's the word. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Uh, Don't forget, we're going to talk more basketball at the top of the 4
2: o'clock hour with Cody Taylor from Basketball Insiders. I've got some thoughts on this Astros stuff. I know you guys talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, we'll get into it coming up. We're live at a homey home, 11067 South Gresham Drive. We have jazz gear for you. We have Utah basketball tickets if you want to go to the game. We have uh, delicious cookies if you want to steal one of those. And, of course, look into a beautiful homey home. And if you're buying or selling a home, homey is the right way for you. Go to homey.com. Where are the cookies? They're right there. Ooh. Yeah, go over there. Come see us, man. Like you said, we got all the stuff. If you want stuff, get on over here. Come on by. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5
0: and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Big time historical moment for the Utah Jazz, their fans. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and their legacies as they both take part in their first All-Star Games. There was some Stockton and Malone dynamic duo comparisons brought up. Stockton and Malone were part of 13 All-Star Games for Malone, 10 for Stockton. 10 times they played in the All-Star Game together. 9 straight. This is number 1 for Rudy and Donovan. I could see them, honest to goodness, going 9 in a row. Like Stockton and Malone did. Really cool that this team in this market has a chance to see a Stockton and Malone type All-Star tandem being in the All-Star game with each other for many, many years to come. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out more the tie that fine. Because you're mine. I walk the line. Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Join us. Coming up tomorrow at the Warehouse, 3 to 6, 86 East University Parkway, right there in Orem. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. We are live today at a homey home, 11067 South Gresham Drive. Come by and see us. Uh, we just uh, just met Josh, who's a neighbor of the home that we're currently at. Loves the neighborhood. Good for kids. Yes. In fact, is exactly what Josh said.
3: Yeah, and uh, it's hard to argue that. I mean... It's a beautiful home here. And there's a lot out here. Yeah. Yeah, No doubt. It's a a lot of amenities out here that are convenient to good living. No doubt about it.
2: Uh, Gordon, uh, the Astros thing uh, continues to uh, spiral out of control. The commissioner uh, made some comments. I heard, uh, well, actually, I didn't hear per se, but I I followed a little online that apparently our, our guy Austin Horton got a little over the top, passionate about his opinion?
3: Did I... I don't think he was. Well, I don't think Austin's been what? over the top. He has been passionate about it, but I think he's right on the money. Who you know, said when the commission. I was I just
2: showing you, you just drummed up some Twitter reaction. You uh, apparently had a passionate opinion about it. That's all. Yeah, but he wasn't over the top. It's Austin. I just assumed it was over the top.
3: <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's, that's. Austin was criticizing the commissioner for saying, I'll leave the poor players alone. They've been punished enough.
2: Because of the looks in their
3: eye or something. Yeah, ridiculous. it's just yeah. ridiculous. And may, thing
0: maybe to say. I said that they should all get five-year sentences at Leavenworth. What, what's <laughs> over the top about that?
2: See, okay, all right. That's that, I, I didn't hear it per se, but I just you know was interpreting in my mind what I thought Austin
3: could be. Okay, saying. so if Austin is a ten in his rage, where are you? I I'm more confused. Really, I don't understand.
2: The the I don't understand the tactics that that Rob Manfred is using in this particular Who does? circumstance. I guess that's why I'm confused. I like I I don't know enough to be outraged. I think because like why why would he just say we'll just forgive everything? You know, complete immunity if you tell us. Like he didn't have to do that.
3: There's language. In do you the- think Do you think it's because of the power of the players' union? I think there's something in there because they've got a new collective bargaining agreement coming up and so maybe there's some gamesmanship there. But it doesn't this protect the players too because it's the players on other teams who are coming forth now and quite upset about the thing.
2: Well, I think that's how it's backfiring in a weird way that the other that other players are going against their union and complaining about this which continues to bring attention to it and basically makes the the league look bad i mean these players are saying you know like we feel cheated and these guys came out unscathed which is something that's like fairly unique when it comes to player league relations like think about the steroid era nobody came out and was all ticked off that they were cheating because and if there was it was only a couple and it was certainly not you know
3: big time people coming out and complaining about it i think this is Different. They see this as different. Now, back in the steroid era, if that's what you want to call it, people, players, if they decided to choose that tack, they could choose it, and other players would sort of leave it up to them to decide what they wanted to do. But in this case, you have this organized cheating where players who are at bat know what your pitcher is going to serve up. And, and, that, that's, and that's really, I think that crosses the line for many of them.
2: And that's all that different than routine foul balls turning into three-run homers on a regular basis? I mean, it, it, yeah. it's I it's mean, I see thing. the
3: parallel you're drawing, but I think this, to them, is worse. Which shocks me, to be honest.
2: That's why I don't understand what
3: the difference is here. Because maybe they, th- I'm guessing, but maybe they think what players were putting in their bodies back in the day, that's a personal decision. That's a quote-unquote medical decision. It might be a performance uh, decision as well. But in this case, it is an absolute violation of the rules right in front of them, utilizing technology to the majority of the players' disadvantage.
2: Okay. I don't disagree, but I don't see how that any of that's any different than the steroid stuff. And like Miguel Tejada was as deep into the Balco situation as Barry Bonds was. He won an AL MVP before he left for Baltimore, and he popped up on one of those... Lists that uh, eventually came out of of guilty dopers, and I don't remember anybody in the AL that year saying, "Oh, I was cheated out of the MVP." Maybe, you know, maybe, but
3: just because people handled it wrong back then doesn't that shouldn't influence the way it's handled now. And I think it's to be aggressive with it is more appropriate than turning a blind eye. I guess I I
2: ultimately agree with that, but that's where my confusion comes in. Like I, I'm just well, maybe lessons I, have been learned. I, I'm just confused, but I, I'm I'm confused why Major League Baseball and the Commissioner isn't pushing pushing it harder. Yeah, I'm confused as to why the players aren't all on the same page.
3: I think most of them probably are. Hmm. You can't get everybody to agree on any on darn
2: near anything. But that's been the magic of the baseball players' union going to back to when they fought for free agency.
3: I Long that, live Marvin Miller.
2: They've all been on the same page, and they've pushed the envelope, and that's why they're the strongest players' union out there. That's this is why different, they didn't-
3: though. This is different. This was palpable cheating using technology on the field to their disadvantage, and everybody who is wronged by that has a problem with it, and they should.
2: I'm, I'm certainly not disagreeing with that. All right, we're live at a homie home, one one zero six seven South Gresham Drive here in South jo- uh, Jordan. We're hanging out with our friend Johnny from Homey today, and uh, we're talking about how homie does things differently. And sometimes uh, I get this question a lot, Johnny. I'm sure you do too. Is how you are doing this. So let's just break it down. You guys are a combination of, of kind of a, a a technology company company with a kind of model disruptor.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we have agents dedicated to each client. If you're out buying a home, we have agents that will walk you around, show you the home, help give you advice, walk you through the paperwork, all the regular things that you see from traditional agents. We're just eliminating that 6% commission. We're trying to lower that as much as possible. And the way we're doing it is by adding on, Uh, homey loans, homey title, home insurance, all these other pieces just allow us to operate more cost-effectively for consumers and and really create a We feel a better experience and a more consistent experience. So what it sounds like to me is
3: you take a little piece from a lot of different places of service as opposed to a large piece from one place of service.
1: Yeah. And they are large pieces all along the way. That's what's insane. Most people, you know, you get excited. It's the American dream. You want to go buy a new home. And then you get to the closing table and you realize, like, what? That costs that much money? You know, I'm paying. People don't calculate what 6% of a home actually is. And we all have friends and family that we just hire. It's like, hey, who's, who's the nearest professional that I should hire? We do that and we don't recognize what we're actually giving up when we go to buy or sell.
2: And you guys did studies where you can sell faster, you do things more efficiently.
1: Yeah, the the current market is made up of a bunch of 1099 contractors. Everybody markets homes differently. Some don't market at all and just stick it on the MLS. Um, What we wanted to do is create a a company and and really a, a brand where we could attract more visitors to our homes. And that has created consistency in selling homes eight days faster on average and for more money on average, which doesn't really seem to make sense when we're charging less to sell for more money and faster. But I, I think that's the natural outcome of creating a whole business around this industry.
3: So one more time, Johnny, go through the list of services that
1: you offer for less. So on the the realtor piece, you know, you can get a dedicated realtor from us for $1,500. When you want to buy a home, you can get a dedicated buyer agent and we'll refund up to really half the commission that's built into the price of the home. You can go with our loans. We try to undercut everybody on the price of the loan because of the volume that we're doing. Same with title, same with home insurance. I mentioned to you guys yeah. that I cut my own personal rate in half from 1200 a year to 600 a year just just signing up with Homey insurance. So There's just been so much fat baked into all these pieces, and we're not going to stop. There's so many other little business lines that need to be disrupted that will be added on to our service as we continue to grow.
2: All right. Jump on board. Go to homie.com. That's homie.com. Johnny, thank you very much.
1: Hey, thank you, guys.
2: All right. uh, Cody Taylor joins us. Coming up next, talk a little basketball here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This, this, this is this Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Mark Duran, color analyst on BYU Basketball
3: Broadcast. Talk about Gonzaga as a number two rank coming into the Marriott Center and what we should expect come Saturday. It's a sellout. you got 20,000 people there. And if you're talking about college basketball and what's right and good about college basketball, I mean, a full Marriott Center, BYU against Gonzaga, you know, they do the sheet drop and you got the lights and the bands playing. I mean, it's this cool of a college basketball setting as you'll ever have. It's going to be tough, even at home, for BYU to have a chance. I do think they have a chance. You know, they'll have Yoli. They're playing good basketball. Who knows what can happen? So, that's just as good as it can get for me.
0: Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.